Hey guys, welcome to the Remember Truth Podcast. Our hope is to inspire you to hide God's word in your heart through scripture memorization. Each week, we will cover a new piece of scripture and memorize it as a community. Matthew 4, 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So join us as we learn the word of God together. Hey everyone, I'm Rizel. And I'm Senia. And welcome back to the Remember Truth Podcast. Welcome back. This is our second Guess episode. Back, back, back. Oh my <laughs> what song is that? I think oh it's that's Eminem. Okay. Yeah. What? Since when are you a fan? That's hilarious. I'm not. It just got came to mind, actually. <laughs> Love it. If you are here and oh my gosh, oh my gosh. What happened? I'm sitting right next to my window in an orange balloon. It just like, oh. flew up and it looked so <gasps> magical. Wait, that's like a movie. I know. Stop. I'm sorry. It like really caught me off guard. It was really. Okay, yeah. Just, I don't know if you said this last. It was a sweet moment. Episode, but you live in New York City. So guys, just imagine like a brownstone. Okay. Specifically then... Brooklyn. Yes, I do. I okay. Brooklyn. Sorry. Brooklyn brownstone with a, with a magical like. <laughs> balloon just floating through the window it was a magical moment i had to i had to bring you all into it thank you i can just picture it beautiful I, okay you're welcome um yes if you are here this is the second episode of the remember truth podcast and our very first episode came out last week we went over what the podcast is about why we're starting it, why memorizing scripture is so important what the word has to say about it so we would suggest that if you're here for the first time go pause this podcast right now, go and listen to the first one, just so that you can have all the context you need, all of the inspo, motivation to memorize scripture, and then hop on over, come back to this one, and then we'll dive in to memorizing our very first piece of scripture together. Yes, that's perfect. So like we said in the last episode, we're going to pick one verse or a set of verses every week. We're going to talk about the context and the application of it. So this week is the first week that we are going to yeah. actually memorize a verse together and walk through that together. So, Senya, do you want to tell them which verse we picked? I will definitely tell you what verse we picked, and I will read it. If you want to grab your Bible, you can. If you just want to close your eyes and listen to it, you know, we welcome all the things. So the very first verse that we will be diving into and memorizing is Hebrews 4.12. We um, picked the ESV version, but you are welcome to memorize any version that you would like. So it says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Hebrews 4.12. Thank you for reading that verse. Of course. I do want to say we chose this verse because we wanted to start off a series of verses that will help us understand why it's important to memorize scripture, why the word is so powerful. Yeah, that's so true. But before we dive into it, we think it's important that we just pray over our time together. So let me do that really quick. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for the gift that it is to open up your word and to study it. Father, I just pray that you would be with us today, Lord, that you would um, speak through us, Father, that you would just reveal what it is that you want us to learn from this verse. God, would you convict us and would you just um, turn our hearts towards you, Lord, to trust you. It's your name we pray. Amen. Amen. So 
Disclaimer, Rizel and I did not go to seminary. However, we do love the Word of God, and there are so many resources that we love to turn to whenever we have questions about Scripture. So what we did in preparation for this podcast was pull out a ton of the resources that we love. Some of them are Desiring God articles, um, commentaries through Blue Letter Bible, Got Questions, so many different websites that we love that will help us understand the context of it. So let's dive into it. Rizel, what did you learn about the context of this piece of scripture as you were taking time to prepare? So when preparing for Hebrews 4, chapter 12, I went ahead and read the entire chapter 4 just so that I could understand the context of this verse. So the main idea of chapter 4 is urging us to enter into God's rest that he provides for us that the Israelites failed to enter into because of their disobedience. So really quick, I just want to read verses, chapter 4, verses 9 through 12, um, the verses that come before it, just so that we can understand what it's saying. So yeah. here we go. So then there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For whoever has entered God's rest has also rested from his works as God did from his. Let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So I don't know about you, Sonia, but when I first read that, I thought it was totally out of place. We're talking about God's rest. Okay, got it. Then <laughs> God's word is living and active. And I was like, what? Like, Yeah, why is that popping up there? <laughs> <laughs> right, like what does God's rest have to do with God's word at all? Right, which I think that's why it's so important that we can't just pick one piece of scripture out of the Bible and try to understand it on its own. Like there's a reason that it's in a specific chapter with other surrounding verses. We really have to dive into what happened before and after that verse. So we'd love to hear that more about that. So verse 11 says, let us therefore strive to enter the rest that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. So what disobedience is it talking about? What's well, actually referring to the Israelites' disobedience in Numbers chapter 13 and 14. And basically what's happening there is God has promised a land flowing with milk of honey, uh, the land of Canaan to the Israelites. And he says, go and overtake it. But because of their fear, they like send out spies to spy on the land. They go and they see that it actually is flowing with milk and honey, but there's people already inhabiting it. So they come back and tell um, all of the Israelites, actually, they will take over us. And so there's no way that we can enter into this land. But God has already promised them the land. And so because yeah. of their disobedience and their fear and their unbelief in what God has told them to do, God says, okay, well, now you and the next generation for 40 years is going to wander in the wilderness. Wow. And you would have never known that. If no. you didn't, and you have never known that somehow what the Israelites did in Canaan is irrelevant to what this verse is saying here, if you hadn't have gone back and looked into right. that. Right. It actually and blew my mind because I literally just thought I was talking about the word of God, but it's, it's something <laughs> more than that. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So they didn't trust in the Lord. And so it says that they weren't able to enter into a certain rest. Like, what is the actual rest that the verse is talking about? Okay, so the rest that it's talking about in Numbers 13 and 14, specific to the Israelites, is the rest of trusting in the Lord, knowing that he's going to do what he says he's going to do. And I think it's just that peace that comes with 
with believing him. Right. A peace that comes in having faith in the Lord, because I think their disobedience was faithlessness. The Lord said, I will give you this land. Like literally said, I'm going to give it to you. It is yours. You will defeat these people. Mm -hmm. Milk and honey. (laughs) Like literally just run and get it. And and instead they went back and they said, the land is not what we expected. There's so many people there. We're not going to be able to defeat them. They're going to overtake us. And then what was their consequence of that? The Lord told Moses, tell them they will not enter that rest, that their children are going to enter that rest. And so there's just a lot of disobedience that comes through their faithlessness. And Hebrews 11 says, let us therefore strive to enter that rest so that no one may fall by the same sort of disobedience. So what I think it's doing is giving us a warning that we can fall to that same sort of disobedience, that disobedience of not trusting who Mm. the Lord is what he says, not having that faith um, of just surrendering our lives to him and knowing that he's going to complete the works that he said he's going to complete. Right. So that's verse 11. And then verse 12 says, for the word of God is living and active. So again, it talks about rest and disobedience and then jumps directly into the word of God. And so again, our question was, why does it do that? And so as I was preparing for this, I was looking at I was looking at some commentary and it says that the word of God is our weapon and it is our hope in helping us not stay in that disobedience, not fall to a place where we're not trusting the Lord, where we're not um, listening to him and in being obedient to him in faith. And so the word of God is just a really powerful weapon that could allow us to continue seeking the Lord and trusting him as we should. Yes. So verse 11, warning us, do not stay in that disobedience. Verse 12 saying, this is how go to the word of God, because the word of God will convict you. It'll redirect you. It'll return your eyes to the Lord. So it's important that you're in the word so that you do not fall to that disobedience and mistrust in the Lord. Definitely. So finally, we've gotten to verse 12, which is the verse that we're memorizing this week. Why don't we kind of take it word by word? Yeah, try to understand the whole the whole meaning of the scripture. Yeah, let's do it. So the beginning says, "For the word of God is living and active." Um, so when you read that, what did you did you get from that? Living and active. I think of one of the really cool things I I thought about is that the Bible is life. Mm-hmm. Like last week we talked about, um, we shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So it has the potential to give you life. Um, and so. Yeah, it's living and active. It's not something that's dead. It's not something that you open and it's just words on a page. I think that's why people are so transformed by the word of God is because it is active. Like it's moving. It does something to you mm-hmm. as you as you take it in. Yeah, and I, I do think it's important to say that because it's active doesn't mean that God's word changes, right? So right. Like we said last week, God's word reveals his character. So if God's word is living and active, that means that our God is very much living and active. But I think it's more like his Holy Spirit working through his word to teach us, guide us, lead us. And so that's how it's active. Not that it's changing, but that it is continually working through us. Definitely. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is able to change us as we read the word of God. So it's so much more than just facts and knowledge. It's it's powerful. So the next part of it is the word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. What was your takeaway for the two-edged sword? Yeah. It's just like 
a weapon, you know? And like you said, I think it's a weapon against the enemy. It's a weapon against lies that we believe. But also it's just, it's like strong and like powerful. I don't know. What did you get? Yeah, it's sharp. Like right. I, I, don't, I just think of a, a sword is not something I approach lightly. Mm-hmm. You know, like True. it has the potential to really... Um, I don't want to say hurt because the word of God doesn't hurt us, but it like is powerful and it can pierce us like a sword can, which I thought was crazy. That's kind of a graphic picture mm-hmm. of the word of God piercing you. But I think that's how it's so transformative because it can really get into the deep parts of our soul, mm-hmm. which is the next which is the next part of the scripture. It says piercing okay. to the division of soul and of spirit and of joints and of marrow. And I was thinking about joints the joints and marrow piece specifically because i you know (laughs) i think i had one anatomy class i don't know i didn't i don't know a lot about it and so i looked into it and obviously not obviously but i'm gonna confess i didn't know this marrow is within your bone did you know that i don't think so (laughs) probably should have known that but it just makes the picture even more graphic i would say that it's able to pierce like in order to get to the marrow, it would have to crush the bone oh, wow. outside of it. And so yeah. what it's saying is that the word of God has the ability to get to those innermost, like intimate parts of us where we have really secret sin, where we have things that we're hiding mm-hmm. that we want no one to know. And it's yeah. able to break that. Like it's literally able to break us to get into there and to shed light on all of those really really dark places inside of us. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So actually when I was reading that, it reminded me of Psalm 139 verses 23 through 24. And it says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And I just thought, okay, that is a prayer of like, find all the filth in me, all the dirty and like lead me in the way everlasting. And this verse is saying that the word of God does that. So like mm-hmm. we truly desire to have our hearts changed, to live in a way that is glorifying to the Lord, then we have to be in the word of God. Yeah, that's so good. I think it's a very, that's a perfect verse that aligns perfectly with what what um, this piece of scripture is trying to guard us from, right? Like yeah. that that state of mind of, oh, I'm good. You know, I don't need to worry. Like sin can't overtake me. Mm-hmm. Like this is an active thing you have to do. It says to guard from it, to be on guard because it's something that can happen to all of us. We can be disobedient and faithless just like the Israelites were before Canaan. So then the end of verse 12 says, discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So it exposes our sin. It gets down into those really deep, dark areas that sometimes we don't even want to address and we don't even want to, we don't want to bring to light. And it really discerns and our thoughts and intentions of the heart. And what I was thinking as I was reading this was that we can't lie to God. Like he knows us and what a gift that he gave us, his word that has the ability to convict us and to bring those things out of us because he knows it's there. He knows our sin is there. And sometimes we try really hard to not expose it. But what a gift that the word of God brings it out so that we can heal. As I was reading this verse, I was reminded of a sermon that we just had at our church. And one of the things that our pastor talked about was having humility and recognizing that everyone is 
is susceptible to drift. So mm-hmm. I think that in the news, sadly, we see it all the time that there's Christian leaders who fall. And some people will respond and say, I can't believe that happened. I never thought they would be capable of such a thing. And we just forget that we're all human. We're all susceptible to sinning. So I love that this verse is a warning and it's saying that if you think that you're not susceptible to falling, if you think that you are not susceptible to distrusting the Lord, to following your own path, the Israelites said, let's pick a leader and let's go back to Egypt. And I think it's so easy for us to say, I'm not following you. I'm going to follow my sin. I'm going to do whatever I want to do in this moment and pursue that because I think that's better than you, God. And so in his sermon, our pastor was just saying that you have to take care. And Hebrews 3.12 says, take care, brothers, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from from the living God. And it says evil. Like that's a strong word, but take care lest there be any evil in in us that keeps us from not seeking the Lord, from not trusting him, from not getting our life from him. And so the fact that the word is able to shed light on all of that, that it's able to discern our thoughts and intentions, Mm. I think is scary, right? Because we can't hide, but it's also just a, a wonderful gift that the Lord would give us the word to lead us to a better way. You preaching. <laughs> no, seriously, that's amazing. That's a lot. I'm like literally just like sitting here taking it and processing it all. Um, yeah. And I've seen that and I'm sure we've seen that in our own lives, right? Like how many times have we come to the word and then have left so convicted about either a conversation that we need to have with someone, about a confession that we need to make, to our group of friends like it really is so powerful and able to change us it's true and the reality is that we have to make a choice we either live in our unbelief we live in our sin believing that what we want and desire is better than the lord or we choose him right but god is so good in not just giving us the choice, but also giving us a resource to guide us. I just think it's so cool that he doesn't leave us alone in that choice, that he literally Mm -hmm. uses his word to direct us and to guide us and counsel us. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's so good. He doesn't leave us alone. And that brings me to another point I wanted to talk about because in verse 11, it says, let us strive therefore to enter that rest. And I think the word striving makes people think a lot about work, right? Like it can be overwhelming to think, okay, like this is something I have to do. I have to go to the word every day and I have to hope that it changes me. And I think some people also go to the word and they say like, I read it all the time and I don't feel anything happening, which Mm -hmm. can be so discouraging. But it's like, it's the Holy Spirit himself. It's God himself who changes us to be transformed by his word and to enter and to enter that rest. And so I wanted to circle back to the rest that's, that's, referenced in Hebrews 11 because like you mentioned the rest for the Israelites going to Canaan was that they didn't trust that the Lord was going to provide in the way that he said he was going to they weren't able to enter the rest of the promised land either like they were in the wilderness and the rest that they were going to experience was milk and honey and beautiful land but it's in verse 11 it's saying that we can still enter that rest so it's not talking about the land of course 
Um, we mentioned earlier that it's talking about trusting in the Lord, but I think that it's also talking about the true soul rest that comes from knowing and trusting that Jesus finished the work on the cross. Like we no longer have to strive for our own righteousness to be good enough to earn God's favor. The rest that is given to us is the the rest of eternity, trusting that the Lord has completed the work that he is righteous, that he is good. And because of him, we get to be in relationship with the Lord. And so that is the eternal rest that, that verse 11 is referencing. And so for anyone who's feeling like this is a lot of work, just want to encourage people that the gospel is that we don't have to strive to do this on our own. We can trust that the Lord will do the work in us and through us. Yeah. So there's a distinction between the two different types of rest. So it's trusting in him and also believing that God has finished that the work on the cross and that you know we have salvation through his work and that we don't have to strive anymore. Yeah. So I love that. I mean, this verse, like you would not have gotten all of this had you just picked, you know, picked it to memorize it. And so that's why we, we think it's so important to talk about the context of it. Yeah. And also I think it was so much easier to memorize this week because I, I knew the backstory and it was also more motivating because the like the scripture, the piece of scripture itself was so motivating. Like it will change you, it will transform you, it will pierce through you, it will discern your thoughts. And so, knowing that and understanding the word will help you have a greater desire to memorize it. Speaking of scripture memory, Ooh. I want to dive into a little bit about how we do that in our everyday lives because you're a new mom. I, you know, have a full time job. I have other things that I have to do throughout the day. I'm a wife, and so. When do you have time? How do you do it in your own life? If someone is like, this week, I'm going to do it, Hebrews 4.12. Mm-hmm. How do you recommend they go about memorizing it? That's such a good question. And when I first decided that I wanted to memorize scripture, it honestly seemed like a daunting task. Like, how do I fit this in to my everyday life when I'm already like, I feel like I'm already running around like so busy all the time, right? Okay, guys, it's not that difficult. As I started to do it, I realized to memorize one verse, it takes like such little time out of your day. Um, so for example, last week, what I did as I was preparing dinner, waiting for the stove to heat up. Normally, I feel like whenever I'm like bored, there's like idle time, whatever, I pull up my phone, look at Instagram. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do that today or this week. Anytime that I'm cooking or preparing um, a meal, I'm going to have my phone out on my notes and I'm going to look at the verse and I'll just recite it as I'm cooking dinner. So it's not that you necessarily have to give anything up um, in order to memorize the word of God, just include it into your everyday life. And so that's how I do it. I also do it when Levi's napping, I'll pull out my phone and I'll memorize scripture as I'm holding him. What about you, Sonia? How do you do it? Yeah, I'm a flashcard girly. <laughs> I love, nice. I love flashcards. I love holding them. For me, there's something about like writing it down on one side. I'll write the actual verse. On the other side, I'll write where it's found in the Bible. And in the morning, as a part of my quiet time, I'll do it for like 10 minutes. I'll just flip each card over, quiz myself, and it's easy that way. But like you said, at any moment, you know, I need to get better about this. But if like I'm waiting on a train or I'm walking somewhere, I think that's a really easy way to do that, just to repeat it in in my head as I'm like going on a walk or something. But we do want to take some time to tell you about another really easy way that you can memorize scripture. Rizal, what is it? Yeah. So every week we're going to have another podcast. 
Woo woo, two podcasts in one week. What? Oh, how ambitious. Um, but the second podcast is literally just going to be us repeating the verse. So this this week could be Hebrews 4.12, repeating that verse over and over and over and over on a loop. So that you guys can be listening to it, you know, as you're working, as you're walking, whatever you do, your free time. Um, and then driving to work. Yeah. So you can memorize it, you know, as you're walking, whatever. So yeah, so we'll have two podcasts. Yeah, yeah. What a gift. <laughs> I'm actually really excited. I and the reason we're doing that is because I kept saying, I just really wish that there was something I could listen to with the verses that I'm memorizing while I'm washing dishes and like have it playing. And that's just another really easy way for me to like take it in and to like quiz myself and see, ooh, can I like keep up with what this person is saying? Yeah. Um, <laughs> make it a little contest or you have to make it a game. Yeah, to make it fun. Which, you know, some people are visual learners or, you know, writing it down helps other people l learn by listening. So I just think we want to help you guys um, have all the resources that you need to memorize this first. Also, you know, going back to what we talked about, I do want to challenge you all to decide, okay, what is that one moment during my day where I can incorporate reading scripture? And this is funny, but like maybe as you're sitting on the toilet, you normally scroll Instagram. Like how about you, how about you work on memorizing your verse? Guys? It's not them. <laughs> It's really not not as difficult. So, so as you're listening to this, think about what's the one thing, one time in your day that you can incorporate memorizing scripture. Love it. And of course, bring your friends into it. We're all about doing this with the community. It's so much easier when you have people doing it with you. Yeah. And hop on over to the Remember Truth Facebook group where you can talk to everyone there about what they're learning and about how they're memorizing it because we need people. We need people to do this with us. Okay, guys, so that is Hebrews 4.12. Thank you so much for, you know, tuning in. I hope that you got something good out of this. And I really, really hope that you guys are inspired to, to memorize it with us this week. Yes. Love you guys. We will see you next week for the second verse that we'll be memorizing as a community together. Amazing. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at remember.truth and you can join our Remember Truth Facebook group. The purpose of the group is to foster accountability and create community around memorizing scripture. Click the link in our show notes and head over to join. Also, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review our podcast so you never miss an episode. See you guys next week.